you are totally awesome. Welcome to Your Totally Awesome, a podcast devoted to catching up with some of the amazing people around us and finding out what they've been up to lately. My name's Aaron, and today we're joined by Brown Concert Agency co-head, uh, Jillian Brazel. Thanks for joining us today, Jillian. No problem, Aaron. Um, so can you tell us a little bit what, what that means, being the co-head of, uh, of the BCA? Um, well, so BCA is basically, the way that I explain it to people is it's really just about event planning. And it just happens to be an event that costs like two hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars, so it's humongous. And the event being spring weekend. Two, so. yeah, two humongous concerts. Well, two humongous nights of concerts. Yeah. Um, well, one is a day. Anyway, um, it's really pretty boring. I don't know how. To, I don't Please. know how to put it any other way. Um, You're the one that gets to decide who comes to spring well, so weekend, right? That's really fun, but it's also, <laughs> um, it like. I don't know how to even explain. It's like really not that exciting. A lot of it is just like thinking about what other people would be into and what makes sense. And right. so, like if I sat down and made like my ideal spring weekend lineup, it wouldn't. I mean, I think this is ideal in terms of the brown population right. and what's wanted. But like my bands would be totally different. Right. Um, Interesting. So, so wait. So the ones that are coming for this week. So this year are... we have on Friday, um, what cheer? Um, Sepulchre and Childish Gambino, okay. and then on Saturday we have Twin Shadow and Cameron and the Walkman and the Glitch Mob. Okay, got it. Um, There's some big names. It's going to be There's great. some big names. It's going to be super fun. Um, I was actually just asked this morning what I'm most excited for, and I have to say, actually for me, it's got to be what cheer, because the way that it's going to work is that doors will open on Friday, and when you walk onto the green, they'll be playing on the main green. So just imagine being greeted by, like, 20 people playing brass instruments, like, right in your face. That's such a cool idea. I think it's going to be awesome. Did you plan that entrance, or Well, they, they, they never, they prefer not to play on stages, and they said, is this going to be a problem this year in terms of security and stuff like that? But our beautiful security team, like, worked it out, you know, thought about all the possibilities, and we're like, let's do it. So Got it. It's going to be great. Okay, so so you decide on who who to bring in, and that happens when? It's a very long process. We okay. start talking about it basically at the end of October, early November, okay. um, basically after we've got our new members and fall concert is wrapped up. Um, but most bands aren't planning their spring tour schedules that early, right. and so our goal is to get at least a headliner locked in before winter break. Okay. That wow, happened that this early. year. Okay. Um, so you had uh, you had. Glitch Mob and... No, no, and just Gambino. one of our headliners. Okay, so you... Um, we had Gambino locked in uh, okay. before break. God, that's such a hard secret to keep I know. for that long. I know. Well, it was crazy to just see, like, lot, when the Coachella lineup was announced, we knew before the Coachella lineup was announced that he was also playing Coachella, and so uh, everyone was like, oh, he'll be at Coachella. Yeah. That means he's not coming, and we were like... We know. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, so it happened super early. Honestly, doing the first bit is the hardest, because we spend maybe... I mean, a couple weeks, a month, just talking about, like, generally big picture what we want to see. Okay. Because, you know, it's, do we want to have a dance act as a headliner? Do we want to have a rap act as a headliner? Do we want a rock band? Do we want right. to only bring reggae this year because we never bring reggae? Like, what is this even going to look like? What do we want? What do we think students It's like want? storyboarding. It, exactly. But it's like the most complicated game theory ever. <laughs> because it's like, this is what we want for these days. If they say no, then we'll pick this. But then that changes these branches <laughs> up here. And then if they cost too much, then we'll have to do less for this. And so oh that changes gosh. these branches. And it's insane. <laughs> it's a lot of, like... Um, with like pieces. trying to fit the pieces yeah, in exactly, exactly right, but so you lock the you lock Scambino in, and mm-hmm. then and then well, what did that entail? Did you just reach out to him, or we have a middle agent, and so okay. we want when we're interested in an artist, um, 
first, the first thing we have to do is get a quote on the artist and see if they're even within budget and available. Um, and then once that's taken care of, um, the board will discuss, blah, blah, we decide we want to put a bid out. So that involves me like filling out a form, the SAO signs it, it gets faxed to our middle agent, and then she'll send it to their agent. Okay. And then it has an expiration that can range. In the beginning, you, you have expirations of two or three weeks, saying like you have this long to make the decision. Towards the end, it's like three to five days, and so it's like, we need to know Fast. now, like, do you want to do right. this? Right, right. Um, Was he hard to get? He, I think, is interested in playing colleges. I think he realizes that, I mean, is there a population anywhere in the country that makes as much sense as Brown University for what he does? Like, no, absolutely not. It's So I think, um, I'm not sure if he's playing other colleges. I don't think so, but I don't know that for a fact. But I think he explicitly was, like, excited. Like, he's literally coming, playing, then flying back to do coach right. yeah, It's, like, severe. So he, he just knew that Brown he, was, like, He, like, really wanted to do it, which That's I think is sick. super cool. That's sick. And yeah. um, and is he a? Are you a fan of, of Childish Gambino? I don't listen to his music a ton, but I saw him perform in October at a festival in Asheville, North Carolina, okay. and I was like, he's a great performer. He plays with a full band. That's awesome. He like does a bunch of covers. He's really engaging with, with the audience. I I think he's 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 perfect. He's perfect for what we want to do. Um, what how's the, how's the money distributed between there? Is it like most of it is given to the? I, I'm assuming he's pretty expensive to get. Well, we don't talk about exact numbers because it's a dangerous... Right. Basically, we don't want other... If we got, let's say, we were terribly overcharged and we don't even know, we don't want other artists to know that we can be yeah, overcharged. Exactly. Um, but I will say, like, our budget for the year was $150,000, which, like, compared to this um, concerts two years ago when we had Snoop Dogg and MGMT, that year our budget was $225,000. Wow. And so... That was recession times, too. I know. What well, it was heck? because it was our 50th anniversary. Oh, that's but nobody really knows that. And so the problem is that, like, students have developed expectations about the mm. concerts based on that. And so... Basically, like, my goal as booking chair and, like, in terms of, like, outreach and stuff is just to get people to know, like, you may not know a band's music that well or they may not be as big of a deal, but yeah. you will have as much fun during spring right. weekend. If you're dancing and you're with your friends, like, you will have a good that spring weekend. Really yeah, exactly. So, okay, so what, how did you get into this whole project? Like, how did you get into, you know, being the booking chair at BCA? Um, so... You're really into music. I am really into... Live music is one of those things that, like, is my bread and butter. I grew up in Nashville, and so... And my dad is really, really into live music. Like, the kind of person who will go see bands two nights a week, every week, whether he's heard them before or not, just to go check it out. That's it. Um, And so I went to a ton of concerts with him. Like, my first concert... My first, like, grown-up concert. I went to Jazz Fest when I was six weeks old or something. Wow. Okay. No, maybe six months. I was really young. So it was bread in you. Right, yeah. So I like, lots and lots of concerts along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Um, when I was in high school, I saw LCD Sound System in a little club with like a hundred people, um, and I danced a lot by myself. And okay. I was wearing a hoodie and was really dorky and I had a great time. Um, and so, just did a ton of concert going in high school and got to Brown and didn't really know BCA existed freshman year until it was too late to apply. Okay. But my good friend Sandy Rizza, who's actually my co-chair now, yeah. Got so um, he was on the board, and I was just like, "Hey, friend, you're on the board. I want to do this." Um, and so I applied sophomore year and then got on. And so basically I did two years of just, you, you get assigned like subcommittees because like I said, spring weekend, all about event planning. And so yeah. there are people who are in charge of ticketing or vending or hospitality, which is like food for the artists yeah. or security or blah, blah, blah. Only food for the, the artists? No, no, they're, 
Oh, the perks that they ask well, for? Well, they don't. They always ask for alcohol. Everyone asks for alcohol, but we can't do it as per university policy. Right. Um, Death Race just asked for socks last year. They asked for socks? crazy socks. What? So we got them some socks. Um, Did they wear the socks? Or? I don't know. We got. I, they actually didn't ask for crazy socks. They just asked for socks, and we were like, maybe they want crazy socks. That's hilarious. So we just got them, like, watermelon and, like, dinosaur <laughs> socks. Um, That's so great. They took them, so... Okay. Has, was that the craziest request that you guys have gotten? Um... I mean, we get crazy in terms of, like, diva-level stuff, but it's not that interesting. Like, it'll just be like, I want these kind of light fixtures, and then the contracts will have to be like, well, that's not okay. a good option. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, we do a lot of striking in the contracts. Okay. Um, oh, so anyway, two years of general stuff. So I mostly did hospitality, okay. so artist dressing room, food, food for the crew, food for BCA Still during fun. the spring weekend. Still, I, it's super fun. Yeah. I mean, um, and then there were our elections, and so okay. I ran for booking. And then, and then, so it all stemmed from this initial your your dad doing this very good job of taking you to all these concerts and you loving music in that sense. Pretty much, I mean, I'm not a musician. I wish I were, but like this is my I, I music is like one of the most important parts yeah. of my life as a concert goer specifically. Yeah. Like I I you know buy CDs, I listen to music that way, but the main way that I engage with music is at concerts, okay. and so this is like the best expression of exactly. my life possible. Exactly, and so. You, you mentioned earlier that you know it might not be your ideal spring weekend lineup, but who would be on your ideal list there if you had to pick five artists? Well, a lot of it too is like if money were no object, eh, like eh. you know, like Hot Chip, I would love to bring. They are unfortunately too expensive for us now, but okay. I saw them once and it was amazing. Really? I would bring Hot Chip. I would bring R. Kelly. Yes. Um, <laughs> duh. Really? Duh. Okay. Um, who would not have a good time at R. Kelly? This is my question. If, if it's anything like his music videos, then I would not think saying no, everyone would want um, <laughs> I really, do you know Do you know about Turquoise Jeep? I don't. Smang it? No. Well, I'll have to show we'll, this we'll, to you. We'll put that on the blog post. Too. It'll be crucial, but basically it's a group of like, um, of people who do like, they're not parodies. There's at no point do they like admit that it's a joke, but they basically do these ridiculous R&B songs. Um, is it like Flight of the Concords a little bit? It's kind of, but there's no there's no real sense of irony. Like, it has to be a joke. There's no way it's not a joke. Okay. But also the songs are, like, actually kind of good. They're retarded. I mean, Smang It is, let me smang a girl, smash it and bang it. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. So, it's on YouTube a little while yeah. ago. Um, yeah, yeah, that's great. They're, they're like a YouTube thing, but they actually crack me up in every way. And I was like, it would have been so great if we could just have there. them, like, do, like, a... 30 minutes sat at the beginning on Friday night and like not even announce it to just show up and have people swing it right there <laughs> I think it would have been really beautiful yeah, I agree I agree okay so those three never say never it's not it's not in San Antonio yeah um, and then I mean there's a lot of Tune Yards is fantastic um, she's busy this year um and then there was another band. Oh, Grimes I'm really into right now okay. so you know I so would, those, those five you would have been I think so and they, they seem to be Largely based on their performance ability for you. Yeah. Because that's just who, that's the type of area of music that you really enjoy. Yep. Um, but outside of that, I know you're also an extremely, you're an awesome writer. And you read an incredible amount, I'm sure. Um, and uh, last last semester when Jillian was carrying around this, this huge, you know, two huge books, right? Well, you're carrying around Infinite Jest everywhere um, in David Foster Wallace's book. Um do you see yourself more going into the, the music realm of things in, later in life or more into the, the writing side of things? Definitely not going to work in the music world. Okay. I really would like to keep it as a hobby. And I know even from this experience, this has been great because like getting to work with my friends and 
working for my right. friends effectively is a fantastic feeling. I think working in the music industry would make me start to hate the thing I love. Okay. Um, That's a good thing to recognize. So definitely not going to do that. I think uh, I have a lot of things that I love doing and would love to be paid to do, but none of them are like really jobs. Like I'd like... Like, if I could write emails for a living, I would definitely do it. Fix no, computers I, for a living? I, She's I mean, also a computer help desk consultant. I'm, I'm not good at computers except for printing problems. She's I'm the so best at them. I'm so good at printing She's a, problems. Which is the majority of what The majority of problems in life, have, honestly. There you go. Exactly. Um, trust me, she's, she is the best. Uh, if you see this her. face and you need a you need a printer, even fix. just passing out there, you know, midnight on a Saturday, she can still do it. I'll still troubleshoot. Yeah, she will. Um, and uh, and you were a, a fact checker, right? Yeah, I was a fact checker summer. at GQ last summer. At GQ, at GQ. So if if you have any questions about shawl collars okay. too, print, printing and men's fashion. I know far more Set. than I should have asked. Set. Are you, do you plan on going back to GQ and doing a little well, bit more fact-checking? Well, so fact-checking was a, a real possibility. I'm maybe interviewing about an editorial position there soon. Okay. We'll see what happens. So, you, But you want to go into publishing in some sort? I mean, may, I thought I didn't. Okay. And now I'm thinking, again, maybe I do. Basically, um, I have no idea. But I know that I like writing and I want to be about around smart, funny people. Right. And if I can do that in, in like any sort of capacity, I'll try. I, okay. I'm like academia is also a possibility in the future. I'm just not really sure, but I also think I am totally down with the fact that in my early twenties I'm just gonna try some different things and I'm not gonna make that much money, but right. I'll be around people I love. And that's, that's a great approach, obviously. Well, going back real quick, what what exactly does a fact checker do? Basically a fact checker Anything that is possibly disputable, you will research in the most authoritative source possible. So, like, wow. if the government can has information about this, like, you will contact the government about it. Or if um, you talk to the manufacturers of products, you say, is this true about your product? Yeah. Is it made of this material? That I see that this captain says blue. You look at the picture, make sure it's actually blue. Is this fabric actually blue? For, like, every level of stuff. So, like, even a paragraph will take hours to fact check. Feature oh stories gosh. take, I mean... Weeks. So, what was what was the best fact checking story that you? Um, I don't know. That's tough. I have stuff that I was sh- shocked by. Like okay. there was definitely an instance of like actual plagiarism that I uncovered wow. because I was reading Wikipedia for background. Wikipedia as a fact checker is like never look at Wikipedia. You're, that's not a source. Don't even look at it. But a lot of times I'll just be like, I don't even know what I'm about to start researching. Let's it's just like read Wikipedia for a yeah. second. Um, and so I did that about something, and then noticed that some of the writing was like. Lifted directly from these quotes in Wikipedia, and I was like, and if I hadn't read Wikipedia, I never would have found it. Right. I, I was like so excited, I ran into the editors. Look what I found, and they were like, oh, we just won't run it. That's okay. Wow. And that was it. But that's it. That's it. They didn't even penalize the, the author. No, because I mean, it wasn't. A, it's not a writer for the magazine. It was like oh, a celebrity yeah, yeah. that they had um, it, doing this little piece. But that was insane to me. The other, just like the fact that I liked learning the most was that. Um, in Israel, Sesame Street is called Shalom Sesame, which for some reason cracks me up. And, I watched, and I watched clips of it and was like, <laughs> crying, laughing. I don't know why it's so funny to me. Everyone check out Shalom Sesame Street. That sounds hilarious. Yeah. Okay, so you've, you've done so many awesome things. Just, and, and just, I mean, if, let's, let's say someone that who is in, you know, who's a complete concentrator like yourself who has done... Or even better question, you know, like if you were looking back at at, at a freshman year Jillian, what what advice would you give her? Freshman year Jillian, I would tell her to join things earlier because like the groups that I'm a part of at Brown are the reason I'm, well, them and my housemates, but 
you know, I, there's not much I can't say. Like, yeah. live off campus now. You can, you you can't. Like, have fun. Um, but um, I, I think joining things at Brown, even if you don't necessarily stick with them, I actually basically stuck with all the clubs that I started doing sophomore year. But if I could have joined them in, like, October of freshman year, I would have gotten to start doing things I really, really love earlier. Like BCA. Like BCA. BCA would have been great. The indie... I basically started as early as I could. I did it spring of freshman year, but I wish I had written in the fall. I feel like I just spent a long time being like, am I supposed to be drinking Natty Light? Like, I guess so. Um, and I think I could have just cut that whole thing out. But I also think in some ways it was a good thing to that go I went through experiences. that period. Because now, I feel like a very similar thing happens again when you graduate from college and you move in a new city and you're like, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, what do people think is cool here? And do instead, I drink I should Natty just, Light? Do I drink that? I mean, I'm in Brooklyn. Um, so I think, like, right when I moved to a city, I want to, like, join clubs and go to readings and right. go to concerts and, like, meet people, even if I already know people, because I think it's just really important to, like, give yourself as many possibilities to Absolutely. find the things you love in life. Absolutely. That's some great advice. Well, thanks so much for coming on, dude. This was so much fun. Thanks for talking, Aaron. Of course. I want to grill you when we're off camera. Oh, I don't know about that. that. I don't know. Not as entertaining, I promise. Definitely thanks again. Entertaining. Everyone check out Jillian's... Uh, or be, be ready for spring weekend and see Jillian's all her hard work uh, in two weeks. Now, so. I'll cry if you don't like it. Everyone will like it. Don't make me cry. <laughs>